0: Well, good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Thursday, September 21st, Fall Is Here edition of The Basement Academy. Uh, As we continue on with a few more of my favorite psalms this week and next, uh, I'm excited to talk about this psalm, Psalm 111, which really is one of my favorites, partly because it's short, (laughs) and the way it is written it's written in such a manner that it wishes to be memorized or wishes to be remembered and remembering is one of the themes uh, that 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 uh, is woven into this <clears throat> the way we know it wants to be memorized is it is an acrostic psalm what i mean by that is each of the lines of the psalm begins with a successive letters of the Hebrew alphabet, okay. There's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, unlike our alphabet with 26. And so, basically, verse one A, verse two B, verse three C. Now, there's not 22 verses; it's only a 10 verse psalm, but th- there's 22 lines in it. And so, the it's like from A to Z. So. You can remember, oh, the A line is this, the B line is this, the C line is this, the D line is this, and so so that's one of the ways we know the Psalm wants to be remembered. Uh, the second way is through its structure. It's a very repetitive structure, and so uh, it's probably a little too small to see uh, on the whiteboard. If you're listening, you got nothing, right? <laughs> But um, verses one and 10 are like bookends. Begins with this call to praise the Lord and to uh, praise the Lord kind of ends, begins and ends that way. But then verses two, three, and four are calling us to recall the works of God. Verse five says he provided food for his creation and he remembers his covenant forever. So his provision and his covenant. And then verses six, seven, and eight go back to remembering the works of God. And then verse nine is about his provision again, but now it's a provision of redemption, not just food, not only our physical needs, but our spiritual needs. He provides redemption, and he has ordained his covenant forever. So there's repetition of themes and and ideas, and that's how Hebrew poetry works. English poetry often rhymes sounds. Hebrew poetry rhymes ideas. So there's a very simple structure. Praise the God for his works and his provision and covenant. Praise God for his works and his provision and his covenant. Praise God. And so so this is one of those psalms that wants to be remembered. And so let me encourage you to try to remember a line or two from this psalm. And the, the value of memorizing scripture is, uh, is very significant in the life of God's people, to hide God's word in our heart. So all that being said, let me get on with Psalm 111. See if you can hear uh, the, 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 the themes here. Praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord with all my heart in the council of the upright and in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are steadfast forever and ever, done in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. Mm. I mean, as I'm reading it, you're going, well, I don't hear the structure in there, but if you can hopefully see this or zoom in um, and then work your way through the Psalm, you'll, you'll catch that. Okay, so it begins with this call to praise. I love this language of I will extol the Lord in the council of the upright and in the assembly. And so for me, the council of the upright, the way in my praying imagination, I think of that as the, uh, the, the work with the elders that I do. The council of the upright, uh, we will call the session uh, that council, that's the language, the official language we use in our Presbyterian form of government. And so the session is the council of the upright. As they come together to pray and to guide and to lead uh, the mission and ministry of Greenwich. And so we praise Lord. We pray throughout our session meetings. After every uh, item of business, every action, every discussion, I'll ask a different elder to pray over that which we have just discussed or which we've just decided upon. And so we will punctuate our session meetings. It will last, you know, hour and 45 minutes to two hours once a month. We will punctuate that, begin it, end it, and then weave prayer throughout, and it's wonderful. So we're lifting up God's name and praising him in the Council of the Upright, and then the assembly is church, right? And so when the people gather together, and that's the Old Testament way of talking about church, the assembly of God's people. And of course, we praise him on Sunday mornings in such wonderful ways. So, so I love the Psalm because it, it keeps me praying and focusing on the work I do with the elders in leadership and service and in, in church. Now, this theme of remembering shows up in this in this passage. <clears throat> he has caused his wonders to be remembered so great are the works of the lord they are pondered by all who delight in them pondering what a what a great word to ponder the works of the lord to ponder means you're pausing you're thinking you're 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 reflecting you're remembering you're bringing to mind things god has done his his works in creation, his works in the covenant. We, we hear this language here. His, uh, the stories of the Exodus, the stories of rescuing Daniel from the lion's den, his, his story of preserving Joseph's life, um, his story of Jonah, the Old Testament stories, the rainbow and the ark, pr- protecting and preserving his, his works of promises to Abraham and fulfilling all those promises. And so we can remember the works of the Lord in the Old Testament, the works of the Lord, of course, that are foreshadowed in this psalm because Jesus has not yet been born, but his works in salvation, in bringing uh, the birth of Jesus Christ about miraculously and protecting and preserving him, and uh, the, the, the baptism of Jesus and the preaching of Jesus and the miracles of Jesus, and of course, the death and resurrection of Jesus. So, so he has caused his wonders to be remembered. He, he does these things in bold and dramatic ways. Not always does God work bold and dramatically, but there are bold and dramatic actions of God that we want to remember those stories and remember God's faithfulness. And so he has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. So then when we remember his works, we remember his character, right? And so the character of God is is so good. And then he provides food, For those who fear him, he remembers his covenant forever. So the first, so this is right here. So three verses about the works of God being pondered and remembered. And then he provides food and he remembers his covenant. So we remember his works. He remembers his covenant, his promises that he made with Abraham and Abraham's family. So he provides food for his people; that is, he meets their physical needs. Probably a reference to the manna in the wilderness. Um, certainly beyond that, but it but that's clearly a demonstration of God's commitment to provide food for his people. And then verses six, seven, eight go back to remembering his works. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. So now. Not only do the works of God get remembered, but the words of God get remembered. They are steadfast forever and ever. They, the works, and they, the precepts. And so the works and words of God stand forever. They endure. They are done in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. And so he provides food. He provides redemption and he has remembered and ordained his covenant forever. And so the the repetition of these words, the repetition of these ideas, his works, the provision, the covenant, is, is helping us to remember this psalm. We might not remember every little line in a row. I mean, you have to do some work to get there. Praise God for his works, for his provision, for his covenant for his words, and then we end with this uh, reminder about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Well, that sounds like the Proverbs. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Proverbs uses that, that language. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal Praise, so praise is the first word, praise is the last word in this Psalm. And so let me let me linger just a little bit on a couple ideas here. One is the, the provision of his food and the provision of his covenant and this call to remember God. It comes together in the Lord's Supper. And so once a month at Greenwich, we gather around the table, a a simple loaf of bread, um, a a cup of, of grape juice, fruit of the vine, with the trays then that have the bread and the cups that will be distributed to the people. And so we lift the bread and we remember on the night in which he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread. And after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, this is my body which is broken for you, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup and said, this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for the forgiveness of your sins. Drink of it, all of you, in remembrance of me. And then we add the line from the Apostle Paul. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we show forth or proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again and so in the in the words of institution we remember the provision of god's bread right this is bread my this bread is my body which is broken for you this cup is the cup of the new covenant food and covenant he provided food for his people he ordained his covenant forever he provided redemption for his people he ordained his covenant forever and so in the Lord's Supper, we see almost a fulfillment of Psalm 111, or in Psalm 111, we have a foreshadowing of what God is going to do through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ as remembered in the work of the Lord's Supper. And so that ritual action keeps us remembering God's people have for 2,000 years wherever they have gathered in whatever culture, whatever kind of bread they have broken, whatever kind of cup and and fruit of the vine they have lifted, they have remembered the works of God, not only in creation, because it's in creation that we get the wheat that turns into the flour that turns into the bread. It's in creation that we get the grapes that that are harvested and, and, and become the juice or the wine. And so the works of creation, but the works of redemption. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is the work of God that we are primarily remembering in that ritual action. And then we take, we eat, and we drink. And so this becomes a part of us, literally a part of us. We are fed, we are nurtured uh, in that meal. And so what this psalm is bidding us to do finds kind of fulfillment and and, an enacted fulfillment in the ritual of the lord's supper it's such a wonderful way that the the scripture speaks to each other uh, foreshadows and fulfills and when i first started praying psalm 111 back in 1992 uh very earnestly you know was it 31 years ago now i didn't see this at that moment i didn't see these themes, this structure. I didn't understand all this, but the repetition over time, month after month, year after year, you get this sense. So, so, however many times was that? 31 years times 12. Yeah, it was 350 times. I don't know. What is that? Or more that I've read Psalm 111 and prayed that. And over time, you begin to see themes that, that bubble up. Uh, and emerge. And so um, let me encourage you to press on in that work of daily reading the Psalms. Again, if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you could go back to January of 2021 uh, in the Basement Academy archives and that rule of prayer. I talk about this practice, this ancient practice of praying five Psalms a day and reading one chapter of the Proverbs. It's, It's so very important. And then finally, just this language about the fear of the Lord. Um, a lot of people maybe don't understand that phrase. You know, the fear of the Lord is like, ah, why does God want us to be afraid of him and cower in the corner? That isn't God a loving father that wants us to climb in his lap, right? You know, and, and, and to enjoy fellowship, certainly. The fear of the Lord is a phrase that we find mostly in the Old Testament, right? But the idea is less about trembling in fear, but it's more <clears throat> um, an awakened attentiveness. Now, God has created us such that when we're startled by something, we we hear a noise or we see movement that we don't recognize, our bodies react to that. We 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 ex- um, I don't know what the right word to use is. We release uh, adrenaline, right? There's kind of a and so we're ready for action, you know, maybe ready to fight. We're ready to run. <laughs> um, but but this is notion but but the, the release of that into our bodies creates a heightened awareness, an awakened awareness and attentiveness to the situation that I'm in. What is going on? So there's our, our ears are alert, our eyes are alert. We're scanning. I heard something. What is it? I'm, all of a sudden, whatever I was thinking about, I'm not thinking about that. I'm paying attention to my environment right now. And so the fear of the Lord, in a sense, is have an awakened attentiveness, a heightened awareness to the presence of God right now. Not that we need to run from God or be afraid of God, but that we need to be aware that God is at work. And so most of our lives, we forget God. Most of our life, we just go, we muddle through our days and then something happens and we remember to pray or we hear a Bible verse or a song or we go to church and we go, oh yeah. And so the act of remembering, the act of remembering, and it's an act, you have to consciously remember you know, sometimes say, hey, remember that time? And somebody has to go, they have to stop what they were thinking about and they search their memory and they go, oh yeah. And so the biblical faith, uh, saving faith, Christian faith is perpetuated through repeated acts of remembrance. And this psalm helps us, it bids us remember his works. Remember his provision. Remember his provision of your physical needs, the food. Remember his provision for your spiritual needs, his redemption through Christ. Remember his covenant, the promises that he made to Abraham, fulfilled uh, through Moses and David and most uh, completely in the person uh, and work of Jesus Christ. And so as you remember God, that is what it means to fear the Lord, is to remember God is present this moment. He is always present to us. We forget that. (laughs) We forget that God is at work in creation. God is at work providing for my life. So when I, I get confused and something's going on and it's not unfolding the way I want and I'm disappointed or I'm frustrated, I'm distressed, we've just been talking about that the earlier part of this week, what we do is we remember God And we call upon him in this moment. Lord, help me. Lord, remember me as I try to remember you that you're present to me. Let me be present to you. So anyway, kind of maybe gone on too long here. I love this psalm. (laughs) And this is one of my favorites and I pray that it'll become one of your favorites as well. Let's pray. And so Father, thank you. For your works of creation, your works of of redemption, your provision for our lives, body, mind, and spirit. And we praise you. As we remember you, we praise you. We lift our hands and our hearts and we give thanks through Jesus Christ, the fulfillment of all of your your promises and blessings. And thank you for the the, the simple meal by which we remember uh, your works of creation and, and redemption. And so bless us this day. Help us to live with that awareness of your presence, to walk in the fear of the Lord, and and so grow in wisdom that you are at work in our lives, this day and forever. And so hear our prayers. We make it in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May God bless you to walk in the blessed fear of the Lord this day, remembering his works this day and forevermore. Amen.